Hi, I'm Jill. And I'm Ash, and you're listening to Motor Mouthin' Mamas. Hi, Jill. Hi, Ash. How are you today? Good. How are you? I am doing good today. Yeah, so we actually have dropped by this point, hopefully. (laughs) Yes, I believe so. And so we wanted to add, I wanted to add a disclaimer that if you hear children in the background of any of our podcast, that's motherhood. (laughs) Yeah. Coming at you real fast. Yeah. Also, some of our episodes, we're sh- we were still in the beginning trying to get our audio pretty clear, and sometimes we had mishaps, but you know what? It's really hard for us to record episodes sometimes and find the, ep- the time to record episodes, so please bear with us if any of our episodes, I sound like I am underwater. Thanks. Sorry if you hear my kids, too, because my husband, you know, I love him, but doesn't do the greatest job of keeping them quiet. So uh, just remember, we're not professionals. This is our hobby and we were excited to do this. Yeah. It's just a fun thing for us to do. So yeah, it's not going to be perfect, but it's definitely worth it. Yeah. Thanks for continuing to listen despite all of our technical difficulties and children in the background. Thanks. Yep. Thanks. Cool. Speaking of, speaking of children, <laughs> <laughs> what is this it's episode fine. about? What's this episode about? This episode is about you and your birth stories. So disclaimer, do you want to add a disclaimer? Um, Sure. So real quick, we're doing my birth story this month of April because April is C-section awareness month. Um, So if you have any kind of like, if you're even a little bit squeamish about that kind of stuff, I'm, you know, I'm going to talk about that. So just be aware. Yeah, there will be blood and guts. Literally. So if you don't want to listen, that's totally fine. If you do, that is what we will be talking about in this episode. Yes. All right. Yeah. Ashley, tell me a little bit about your birth story with. Okay. So Brooklyn is my oldest. I only have two. I think we've talked about this before. She is my first. So I, I kind of didn't know what to expect. I mean, I fully expected to give birth vaginally, but that wasn't the case the whole time though, that I was pregnant. My OB was saying she was head down. Everything was looking good. And then we went to a wedding on a Saturday night. I ate some spicy food. I danced. You know, it was... You did all the things to get that baby all out. The, and it wasn't even intentional. It was just what it just happened to be that night that, you know, my water broke. So it wasn't at the, it wasn't at the wedding. But when I got home and showered, I woke up in the middle of the night and my water broke. I was like, all right. Could you imagine if it was at the wedding? And you're like, all right, bye. Oh my gosh, Jill. I would have been mortified. I'd be like, uh, I gotta go. Like, it would have been so embarrassing. <laughs> but thankfully, I had already showered. I had already gotten into bed and I had basically gotten up to pee. And I thought I peed the bed. And I was like, running, not running, I was waddling to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because at that point, everyone waddled. Yeah, I'm waddling to the bathroom and I actually go pee. But then I realized that it's trickling. I'm like, I'm, I'm not peeing anymore. I'm trickling out, you know, water. And I'm like, oh, shoot, my water did break. So I'm yelling to Ryan and I'm like, hey, I think my water broke. And he's dead asleep. So he comes in and he's like, what? What's happening? I'm like, okay, go check the bed. I think my water broke. And he's like, yeah, you did. And he's like disgusted by that point. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm basically like, okay, it's like 1130 at night. And I was like, well, I don't, I don't know if I should go now. I remember my OB saying, 
you know, your contractions need to be like five minutes apart. So I actually counted or I waited and I timed them. And then it was six o'clock in the morning that I was like, all right, they're, they're pretty close. Let's go. How far away was your hospital? It wasn't far. I went to Long Beach Memorial and we were living in Long Beach. So, uh, maybe 10, 15 minutes away. Okay. Yeah, we weren't that far. So that was good. I was still able to walk. It wasn't too bad. It wasn't unbearable yet. So when I got in, you know, they have to check you and they do the cervical exam. When when they do that, that's when they tell me they're not sure what they're feeling is a head or a butt. Oh, no. Yeah. And I was like, wait, what? Here I am thinking like she's been head down this whole time. And they're like, yeah, we're not sure. So they do a C-section real quick. And, um, not, I mean, not a C-section. <laughs> they just real quick, you know, they just, uh... I'm sorry. I meant they do a, um, you got your drugs first. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Not a C-section. I got, what is the word? I am looking Epidural. For... No, no. They had to do like, oh my gosh, Jill, where they, I got these all the time when I was pregnant. A sonogram or a, uh, uh, ultrasound. ultrasound. Holy crap. <laughs> brain, brain fart. This is mom life. Okay. I got, and I'm like, no, you gotta get your drugs first. <laughs> Jill, hold on, hold on. That was crazy. Okay, I got my ultrasound done. They did a quick one, and they're like, yeah, she is not head down. She is butt first, which means she's breech. And I was like, are you kidding me? No, no. I was like, this, nope, this can't be happening. So I'm freaking out. Ryan's freaking out. I'm like, so what's happening? They're like, well, we'll probably will you in in about 30 minutes. So they will me in in about 30 minutes. But they had to wait for my doctor, obviously, to get there. So Ryan's having a panic attack. I'm over here like, what the heck? My doctor comes and he's like, oh, so it looks like we're having a C-section. I was like, yeah, you lied to me. <laughs> you lied to me. You told me she was head down the whole time. And, I, he, and he just kind of laughs and he's like, sometimes they turn. And well, great. Thanks. So I was like upset. So do you feel like you were not mentally prepared for a C-section? Oh, no, I was not mentally prepared for a C-section at all. I was very scared, actually, because I had, like, prepared myself mentally that I was going to push a baby out, but it was going to be, like, hours from then, <laughs> right? And so I was like, okay, so I'm this baby's coming in, like, an hour. Cool. Wait. Awesome. Yeah. So I was not okay for a, for a minute, but... Then they wheel me and Ryan in. I get the epidural. I'm fully awake for this. Epidural definitely kicks in. And I'm actually like strapped on a bed. So my arms are out. They strapped you down? Not strapped me, but like they weight they I was like, okay, down. are I you a mental strapped. patient now? <laughs> I know. They weigh you down. Like my arms are weighted. I can't feel anything, you know, from my lower abdomen on down. Can't feel anything. So the drugs were working. Yeah, so they work. It's a weird feeling. It's super weird because I can't feel a dang thing. But then they go in and they, you know, they have that blue curtain up and he's doing his the thing, you know, the C-section. But I don't feel pain. I feel tugging. It's a very, it's a very strange feeling, very strange feeling. But I was at that point, I was more calm because my doctor was actually having like a super casual conversation with the other one. And they were not, they didn't seem worried at all. It was just kind of like this routine C-section kind of thing. I mean, they did talk to me too, to let me know what was going on. But I felt more at peace because I was like, well, they're not rushing. They don't sound, they're worried. So I was like, okay, so I shouldn't be worried. And Ryan got to sit right next to me by my head. Yeah, this was before coronavirus. Yeah, so. <laughs> pre-corona because my daughter will be six in May. So, which is so crazy. <sighs> my husband made the... <laughs> 
made the mistake of actually looking over the blue curtain. <laughs> yeah. Curiosity so, killed the husband. Yeah. So he peeked over and he was like, oh my gosh, Ashley, you're like insides or outside. And I was like, oh my gosh, Ryan, stop. Don't look. And uh, <laughs> yeah. So then, you know, they get her out and, they, and Ryan's the first picture of Brooklyn is like, she's straight out of my stomach, just covered in all the stuff. They take her away. They clean her up. They give her back to me. Make her a little burrito. Yeah, which was nice because I got to hold her right after. I mean, I had to have a little help holding her, but that was, it was nice. Then they put me back together, you know, put all my insides back inside, you know, from the outside. And they do a lot of pushing on your stomach. They did the stereo strips. For me, like the they, because there's different ways that they can, yeah, like stitches or staples or stereo strips. Yeah, so I got the stereo strip, and they do a lot of pushing on your, you know, uterus and abdomen to get everything back where it's supposed to be, and that's a weird feeling too. <laughs> <laughs> but after that, it was not too bad. I just realized that after getting an epidural, once it wears off, that I throw up. So I was like throwing up the first day of Brooklyn's life, which sucked so bad. So I fully expected that when I had Hunter, when I had my second, that I was going to experience that after the epidural wears off. Yeah. But with Brooklyn, everything was fine. I got to go home a day early because I was healing quickly. Uh, overall, that that C-section was not a horrible experience. Obviously, I wasn't mentally prepared for it, but the overall experience during and after was not horrible. Yeah, it was positive. Yeah, it was a positive. I had great nurses. I felt, I mean, obviously she was my first baby, so I was scared out of my mind, but I felt like they were doing their best to take care of me, and I didn't walk away feeling any kind of, I don't know, any bad or negative feelings. So that one went well, for the most part. That one went well. And then... (laughs) And then Hunter. So I had different insurance different hospital at this point with with hunter my kids are two and a half years apart by the way but i wanted to go for vaginal birth after c-section which is nicknamed a v-back so if i say Mm -hmm. v-back that's what that means and my this ob said yeah you can totally do that you can totally have a v-back it looks like your previous c-section went well there was no complications i don't see why you can't um i was like cool awesome i'll be able to experience both that'll be really cool story to tell so um, the whole time checking my doctor's appointments, everything was fine. I mean, my pregnancies were great. That was the one thing I can tell you is that I love being pregnant. But when it comes to delivering my babies, it's just like, I don't know what I'm going to get, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With Hunter, my water did not break, but I was having contractions. I actually went to church that day that later that night, I was like, okay, it's like, eight o'clock at night. I'm like, my contractions are getting stronger and closer together. I think it's time to go. So we go and my mom and my husband come. And so I get there and they check me and I go like, you're at a two. And I'm like, no. Boo. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I'm not going home. Like, please don't send me home. So they're like, okay, walk around. So I walked around. I did that for probably three hours until I got to like a four or five. They're like, okay, now you can, you can go. We'll get you a room. Yeah. Um, so I got my own room. At that point, I was feeling the contractions. I was super like, I didn't really get to experience this before because with Brooklyn, it was like pretty much right away I was going to have my C-section. Yeah. Um, they checked when they did the cervical exam. They didn't say, his, you know, he was breach or anything. So that's why I was able to get my room. 
And I got to a six and I was like, okay, I need an epidural. Like this is, this is painful. So I got my epidural and then I was able to sleep, which was nice. So I was off and on sleeping. They were checking me. I was getting closer to a 10. I don't remember where I was at that point, but I remember I was asleep and I had this really, really strong pain that was starting on my right side. I was sleeping on my right side. And I felt this really strong burning pain almost. And I know what that is. So I'm just going to go. <sighs> yeah. And right so now. I was like, I woke up, it woke me up and I was like, oh my gosh, this hurts so much. And so I flip over to my back. I'm in a lot of pain. And I was like, but I don't, I, they're like, just push, you know, up your epidural. I'm like, okay, but I, you know, I don't know if that's what this is because it doesn't feel like a contraction. And they're like, well, once you birth the baby, once he comes out, you know, the pain will go away. And I'm like, Okay. So at that point, I'm just laying there. I'm in pain. And then it radiates to the middle. And it's like this burning, ripping pain. Ugh. It's so painful, Jill. I'm like, I know. And I know what it is. Because I know you told me. And so I'm like, uh-huh. I know. And I'm like, it's, it's getting worse. And so they're like, okay, flip to your left side. So I do I flip to my left side. And it just basically radiates all the way to the left side. And at that point, I'm in so much pain that I'm like crying. Finally, the nurse is like, okay, they, they checked. She's like, okay, you're out of 10. It's time to push. And I was like, wait, what? So I'm laying on my back now. They're like, okay, it's time to push. And I, I'm telling you, when I said I was pushing, I was pushing, but I literally felt like I was doing nothing because first of all, I had the epidural, so I couldn't feel if anything was happening. And then second yeah. of all, I had all this pain and it was around my C-section, my previous C-section scar. I was, I'm having a lot of pain. So p- trying to push this baby out is very hard for me and I'm crying and I'm having a hard time. And then all of a sudden the, the most distinct thing I remember is my nurse. She's down there and she's like, it's okay. Just push harder, push harder. And she's saying <laughs> it like that. Cause I remember her telling me she's from Africa. So she has this accent. But those are like the distinct things that I remember during that. I can't tell you anything else, but I can tell you that. Yeah, I feel like when things are, when it's a traumatic situation, you remember the weirdest things. I did. I don't remember their names. I don't, I could, but I remember that. I just, it's so weird. So anyway, I'm trying and Ryan's there and he's like, I think I see a head. And I'm like trying my hardest and then I have to stop because I'm in too much pain. Then eventually, I don't even know how long it took, but eventually the doctor came in and the doctor is checking me and then she's wanting to flip me from side to side. And I'm like, well, is she, what is she? I didn't know what she was doing. No one said anything. And then all of a sudden she, I don't even know what it is, but she sticks something inside to check me, check on me, check on the baby. And then all of a sudden all these like doctors and nurses just come rushing in. They called this code. I couldn't even tell you what color the code is because I know there's different colors, but it was a code something. They're like, we have to rush you into uh, give you an emergency C-section. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Wait, what? You're like, I just did all this work and now you're just going to cut me open again? Yeah, I was like, are you kidding me? I was so mad, Joe. I was like, no, I don't want a C-section. And I'm like, no. But at that point, I was in so much pain. I had like one of those little barf bags because I was going to throw up Mm, and then mm. they just take me away. They just take me away. They don't really say much. And at that point, Ryan is like, what's happening? So they whisk me away. They take me to the OR. Nobody's in there with me, but doctors and nurses. And then they put like the, whatever that, that gas is to put you out. I don't even know what it's called. 
they give me that and they're like okay count backwards so i did and I'm, i go out i'm out and then the next thing i know i'm waking up i'm in a, a bed and i'm recovering i am like super groggy and i'm looking around and i see a doctor i see my husband my mom but I don't see my baby. So I'm like, where's my baby? Where's Hunter? And they're like, we'll, get, we'll bring him to you. Just hold on. And then I felt nauseous all of a sudden, threw up. You know, it was horrible. I knew this was going to happen, but still, it's not a pleasant feeling. Yeah. And they tell me, so this is what happened. They're like, we had to take you in for an emergency C-section because you had a uterine rupture. Now, what I forgot to mention was during my pregnancy, when I would see my doctor, I signed a waiver saying that with a VBAC, a less than 1% chance <laughs> of a uterine rupture could happen, right? So I'm... And you're like, okay, all right, I'm ready for my lottery ticket now too, because I just won that less than 1%. Right? So I signed this waiver and I'm thinking, oh, less than 1% chance. Okay, that's so slim. It's not happening. What the heck, Jill? Of course it happens. It happens to me. <laughs> me. It happens. Right? And I, so they tell me, they're like, you had a uterine rupture. We had to get him out. And he went without oxygen for almost a minute. So he's right now, he's in the NICU. And I was like, uh, can you bring him to me, please? I would really like to see my baby. Give me my baby. And I was like, really wanting to see him but I'm still super out of it and so I don't even remember anything after that really I just remember them wheeling him to me and I got to look at him but I couldn't touch him which made me really sad because with Brooklyn I got to see her and hold her and yeah. all that so yeah. they put took him back to the NICU and I just got to rest pretty much but they then told me we are going to transfer him to a different NICU so I gave birth to Hunter at Kaiser in Torrance because that's where we were living but the Kaiser in Downey has a way better NICU so they're like we're going to transfer him to that NICU and I was like okay cool when am I going they're like well they don't have an open bed right now so you're gonna have to wait and I was like uh what excuse me I don't get to go with my baby yeah and I was so upset and they're like as soon as the bed opens up you get to go and I was like okay fine but and there's really nothing I can do at that point and so yeah, I just was waiting. And then Ryan actually kind of explained to me what happened because they had told him they're like, so Ashley, when they went in to do your C-section, they're like, it only took it took like hardly any time to get him out because as soon as they cut through your stomach, there he was <laughs> because the uterus had already ruptured. They didn't have to cut through that. And there he was. And I was like, oh, my gosh, that is so crazy. That pain that I was feeling was literally my uterus rupturing. So when you say rupture, does that mean like, was it like splitting? It was um, breaking, pulling away? Yeah, it was, it was pulling away, basically. It ruptured, it was pulling away. From like your organ walls or like from your abdomen walls or something? Yeah, so the pressure of, you know, because you have to cut through your stomach, you have to cut through the uterus. So basically it just, there was so much pressure that it just kind of, it opened up yeah. on its own. It ruptured yeah. on its own. I was like, yeah, that that makes sense as to why I was in so yeah. much pain because it was horrible. <laughs> it was actually funny because later on, my brother-in-law, he asked me, so did they like just take your whole uterus out? Did you have it? I was like, I didn't have a hysterectomy. <laughs> uh, they, I like, they sewed me back up. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm all fixed. But with this recovery, they actually gave me staples. Yeah. My first C-section scar was much nicer, cleaner. This second one. It looked like they tried to start where the first one was and it just was like, whoop, 
nope, we're going to go a little bit off because they were in such a rush. So I have like kind of a funky looking C-section scar from Hunter. The one from Brooklyn's very minimal. You can't really see it anymore. But Hunter's is a little more noticeable, yeah. which is whatever. It, it is what it is, right? But the staples... That hurt getting those taken out. Yeah. I can imagine. Yeah. I mean, the ones with Brooklyn, those stereo strips, they just fell off on their own. Yeah. But yeah, having to go in and get those staples removed was not pleasant. Yeah. <laughs> it was not fun. But anyway, um, I eventually did get to go be with Hunter. At the other hospital. At the other hospital. It took a few hours. Sorry, I'm like jumping around. No, but yeah, it took a few it took a few hours to get before I could get there. I went into an I went in an ambulance and as soon as I got there, I'm like, okay, take me to my baby, let me go see him. So I walked over to the NICU and he's in this little box. Or not like a little box, but you know. Yeah, I know that the little They really are like little boxes though. Yeah. And so he's laying there and he's got little tubes on him and I'm like, Oh, little tape and things monitoring him. But he's a healthy, he was a healthy eight pound baby boy. Him being in the NICU was more precautionary than anything. It wasn't because he actually had anything super wrong with him because he was fine. So thankfully he was fine. I'm miraculously I'm fine. (laughs) Honestly, I don't know. I, yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. But the recovery with him was a little more rough. Uh, I can imagine. <laughs> yeah. So healing took a little longer. Being able to like pick things up, it took longer for me to be able to do that. And you can imagine, I'm, I have Brooklyn, who's two and a half, and then I have this little baby. I needed a lot more help that time around. Yes. But thankfully, we were living with my parents at that point. They were there to help me all the time. And so that was nice. Yeah. But yeah, it was very unexpected and scary, but we are both fine. But they did tell me that if I were to ever have a third baby, yes. if I were to get pregnant and have another baby, that they would not want me to go into labor at all. And that I would have a scheduled C-section, um, like no later than 37 weeks. Okay. So knowing that, do you guys want to try for a third one or no? No. You feel at peace with that then? We feel at peace with that. We do not want to have more. And then, because I know, I don't know about you, but I, I always have those like, nope, I'm pregnant, Ethan. This is happening. And if I had a, <laughs> a freaking $5 bill for every time that I thought I was pregnant, <laughs> we'd have a lot of money. We had a scare and it was just because I was stressed out. I was a week late and that was the only way that I knew that I was pregnant was because I was a week late with both my kids with my uh. period. I didn't I didn't get morning sickness. I didn't get any of those crazy things. My period was just late. So I was a whole week late last Does year. Does that cause you stress? Like, do you think you get stressed from it and like have flashbacks of PTSD of like giving birth or like trying to give birth? I should say. I think just knowing that trying to give birth, I, I like being pregnant. I love being pregnant. So the thought of being pregnant wasn't what scared me. It was a thought. Yeah, it was the thought of possibly giving birth to another baby and possibly having to deal with being cut open again. Yeah. Hunter was not an easy baby. And I should have known that by the way he entered this world. <laughs> right. He was not an easy baby. Like he was a very difficult, like newborn. I mean, you lose sleep with any newborn, but like him as a baby sleep wise. And as a toddler, he is just not the easiest child. And so I kept thinking, what if I have another one like Hunter? That's a lot to handle. (laughs) Yeah. And so I was just, I was freaking out because I was like, I don't want to be cut open a third time. I don't want to deal with that recovery. It's really hard on my body. With every C-section you have, there are more complications. Yes. 
And so I just didn't want that to happen. And so when I... that's why you feel at peace then. I do. I feel at peace. I did eventually get my period. I'm not... Was not pregnant. I just was very stressed out about some things. (laughs) Just a disclaimer. We're not having another baby right (laughs) now. But last year, it was 2020. I had so much going on in my brain about so many different things. You know, the pandemic. Yeah, stress. Stress hormones play into periods. They oh really my do. heavens. It was the worst. And I was, I'm never late like this. And so I was like, I've, I've got to be pregnant. And I actually took a test. And then once I took the test and I saw that I wasn't pregnant, I started my period the next day. And you're like, yay. I was like, oh my gosh. And it was on my birthday. And I was like, I have never been so happy to have <laughs> my period on my birthday. <laughs> I was like, happy birthday to me. I'm not pregnant. I was, yeah. So I believe me, I love my children. I loved being pregnant. Birth, Birthing them was not the easiest. It was not what I planned. Thankfully, we are all happy and healthy and doing well. But yeah, it was definitely very scary. Oof. Yeah. Well, thanks for that ride, Ashley. <laughs> you are welcome. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we were all on the edges of our seats at some point in this. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was crazy. All right. Well, thank you so much for sharing with us. You are welcome. What question would you like to ask everyone? Oh, um, I just wanted to know how many of you have had a C-section and what was your experience like if you have not had a C-section or if you have had not not had a baby yet? What are maybe some things that you thought a C-section was like? Because I didn't know what it was like. And so experiencing it, it was very different. So yes. Yeah. And then also, I just wanted to let any moms out there know that if you feel like because you have had a C-section with one of your children or all of your children, that that doesn't make you any less of like a woman or any less of a mom. Because I know that there are some women out there that probably really wanted to birth their kids vaginally and they just were not able to and they maybe feel like oh man like I didn't really do the the work or I didn't do what mother nature intended my body to do and it's like that doesn't matter they're still bad a yeah like (laughs) you're you're still a bad a mom and you got this baby into the world like give yourselves a pat on the back a million times because that is not easy to do So do not let anybody tell you anything other than good job, mom. Good job keeping that baby alive. Yep. That's all I have to say to all you mamas out there. And any, any woman that can birth a baby is just, it's amazing. Birth is amazing. No matter how the baby enters the world, it's amazing. The human body is an amazing thing. It's amazing. So all you mamas out there, just put your hands in the air and wave them like you just (laughs) don't care. care. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. Yeah. Love all you mamas out there. On that note, we're going to go ahead and uh, tell you guys to uh, follow us on Instagram. Yeah, go follow our Instagram. (laughs) At Motormouth and Mamas Podcast. Send us an email at motormouthandmama at gmail.com. And join in our in our conversation. Yes, we'd love to hear from you. And if you want to throw us some ideas out, like what you guys want us to talk about, send them on into that email. Yeah, or send us a DM on Instagram. We yeah. would love that. Yep. All right. Cool, cool, cool. We'll, uh, we'll have you guys here next time. Bye. Bye.